Hello guys, welcome Behind the Bunker, podcast number something or other, episode some 554, <laughs> podcast 435. There's my sheets, I found them. What is it? Can Thank you, you guys for again? tuning in. 435 podcasts, but 554th show. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are still here at it. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're here, it is Monday night at 8.05. If you're listening to us in Rewind as a podcast, thank you guys so much uh, for doing so. We see you guys every week joining, and it's nice to see you guys. Um, it's not just me tonight. Uh, I have Gavin Charmer with me tonight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. I didn't cut loose and leave and start my own <laughs> podcast again. Uh, I'm here because I have nothing else to do, much like you. But we're grateful that you've joined in and, and signed in. Uh, make sure you hit that like and share and tag a friend or three because we do have a paintball program that we'd like to share with you. Yeah, yeah. And we have Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Hey, greetings and thanks for tuning in to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker tonight. We are live in Cambridge. It's garbage night. It is recycling, um, yard waste, and green bin tonight. It's not garbage, garbage, so don't get it wrong. Get it right. Get it curbside tonight. Did you like that? I just made it up. That was good. That was, quick. that was pretty jingly. Um, first of all, I have to correct Brian Foster. Chris Struck, Devin, George, Devon, everybody has, has basically said... Hey. hey, Brian Foster says, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Nice to have you. Josh is not in tonight. Uh, We're not going to see him this evening. He is uh, under the weather, so hopefully we'll see him back next week. Uh, last to get to on the show tonight, uh, we are going to be talking about what product out of the box made you happy and was exactly what you expected it to be. A lot of you guys are jaded in the world of paintball. Nice to talk about something positive this tonight. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit uh, later on in the program. Um, Paintball Media has released their online magazine. This month's edition is up. Make sure you guys go check it out at paintball.media. Um, I apologize for the gentleman. Uh, and I didn't even print it. Son of a gun. Gentleman sent this in and uh, said it was just posted on his local uh, buy-sell trade forum. And uh, thought it'd be a uh, thought it'd be a good item to purchase. Do you guys recognize that? I do not. It's the JT, right there. JT. That part I figured out. Tac Seven. I think I remember they that. They used to come in like a camo pattern. They did. They, were they, they did, not? Yeah. Were they not cast aluminum? And uh, they were crap. I think they? they were cast crap. Because yeah, they were they were not great. Although it does, but you can field strip it with these quick release pins. I see. Sure there. can. <laughs> to further see why it's not working. Uh, but anyways, it uh, this this was for sale. What do you guys reckon it uh, it sold for? I know this is not prices right. Uh, I'm it's thinking not twenty five bucks. Keep in mind, um, it was sold at like a like a punch. I, I I don't know. Anyways, uh, they, I, I'm not going to drag this out. This he, they got two hundred fifty bucks for it. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So good for them. <laughs> Thank That's you to who sent that in. I, I apologize. I had the sheet, but I don't know where it is with all of my stuff here. Um, I was uh, walking through the house yesterday, and I spotted this. Whoops. Where'd it go? My wife found my WGP shirt. Nice. Or Very sweater. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> Somebody tag but or. Yeah. He's got to watch that. He's got to see this. And it's a zip-up. It's not even a hoodie. It's a zip-up for those classy. And then on the front, it said War. War but, Games. But we got those at War Games. We bought them when we were there in 2004. Maybe you bought it. I got mine gifted. 
Yeah. Some say gifted, some say stolen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So yeah, there it is. I'm gonna, maybe I'll, I should wear that on next week's show. I just had to get the cooties off of it. I still have to wear my paintball pimp shirt <laughs> one day. Take uh, it out of my uh, my sleeping <laughs> rotation and put it to my show rotation. And what's the other shirt that I used to like? No, oh, it's sucker free. But it's still part of it. Uh, so it's the paintball pimp foolproof and sucker free. That's what it is. <laughs> That's, That's right. what it is. Okay. That's my motto. Yeah. Stay foolproof and sucker free. By the way, nice to see everybody in the live chat. If you guys get an opportunity, hit that share button so people know that we are live. Uh, another George Hay sighting. This was a uh, quick Instagram I saw the other day. Classy. She, she was your girl till I walked in wearing my camping Crocs. <laughs> That's great. I think those we've seen nice. those on the show before. Um, are they Gore-Tex? They're definitely not darn tough I socks. They more look more like a Gap sock. I think they're Croc-Tex. It looks like there's a tick guard. Um, this was sent in by Lance Muller. The calf mules, the cargo socks. Would you wear those with your Crocs? I would not. They look like they're toe socks, so you can wear them with a slipper. Uh, oh, there's so I could much not wear wrong. that. Oh, you get six pairs in the box. Do they have a? Do they, <laughs> do they have a place for um, Velcro? Do they have like a, you can put looks badges like, on. Looks like right on the front there, you have a little uh, uh, Velcro patch there. On the Wouldn't front. that be something? You could put yeah. your patches there. Your morale patches. Your morale, because you're going to need better morale wearing those things. I was just going to say. Can you imagine wearing cargo socks up. and camp Crocs? Oh, boy. Bears would just run from you. Look out, said. ladies. I would like to see those in a in, in in your sports short shorts wearing those socks. Walking down. Like the Navy <laughs> silkies or like the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or UDT shorts. Yeah. Um, Spicer would buy those. Oh, flops slots, it's called, for the toes. Um, our good friend Dan from Madballers sent uh, uh, sent this here. This is their New Jersey they're having printed. Like the state? New Jersey. Come on. Keep Come on. on. Understood. Matt okay, sorry. Like I it. was thinking. <laughs> he was going to make me jump. He was going to push me off the edge of the seat. Yeah. I could tell. So this is their New Jersey getting ready for Super Game. And look who the sponsors are. Behind the bunker. Behind the bunker. Look at that. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan's quite proud of these, as he should. These are good-looking jerseys. I don't know what you call that camo print, but I love it. Um, Dan is wondering if anybody from the cast would like one, and if so, what size? I'm going to ask for an extra large, because that's just how I roll. Joe, would you wear one of these? I think, uh, are, how much are they? I don't know. I think Dan was going to send us some, so that's why I'm asking. Um, I would, now you're just begging. I would. I think <laughs> I need it. I think I would wear an extra large. Normally, I wear a large in a hoodie and a t-shirt, but in a jersey, you know, I want a little bit of room that if it's cooler, I can wear something thermal underneath. So I would say an XL. Yeah, there you go, Gavin. You're probably at least an XL large, right? Four uh, XL. Four XL. Yeah, I like it moo moo style. Nice, nice. So there you go. But awesome jersey, nonetheless. And I miss uh, Super Game. It would be nice to be able to get there with you guys this year. Uh, Dan was nice enough to loan me one of his... Uh, he has many, but he had a uh, Predator autococker from Inception's Designs. And that was uh, pretty awesome. Matt, did you get a chance to play with it or shoot it? No, I think you hogged it the whole day. <laughs> did, well, you probably shot it. I don't recall. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that you had it in your hands the whole day. Yeah, probably. Um... Yes. A couple of comments. I wish my last name was surname. <laughs> That's Tsunami. I'm Tsunami. Um, I don't get it. 
Colonel Mustard. We were talking about him uh, last week. He was a he's an old correspondent of the show back when we first started, um, and we thought maybe he took a hiatus. And he says, uh, "Please let Joe know that I have stepped away from our." that I have not stepped away from paintball, quite the opposite. I have grown uh, my roaming paintball business um, and still play all events. Uh, the picture attached is a Bones and Ashes CPX's event they held last month. I've taken over Deadbox and I'm still, I still have SM headwear as well as my full-time job. Uh, we take our 10 by 30 booth to the local big games and scenarios uh, and are also supporting local D5 and D4 speedball leagues, CPXL. I wasn't laughing at that. I, I just choked. Oh, okay. I, thought <laughs> some, I thought you were going to make a comment about how he's playing speedball. Steve Abar said he's going to miss us, guys. Where is he going? Australia? Uh, he's leaving Seattle. and I believe, Seattle, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, Australia. So nice to, nice to see Colonel. And Colonel's going to try to send uh, some regular segments to the show if he can. Uh, so we look forward to that for sure. Can I just say welcome back, Jerkface? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, May 19th to 20th, or 22nd, guys, uh, make sure you guys check out Living Legends. We have Commander uh, Mr. 3D Mitchell. Or on the other side, we have Kimbo Williams. So make sure you guys check out that. And uh, again, that's happening. What did I say? May 19th to 22nd. Something that's happening June 5th. Let me show you a little bit of a picture here. Have you guys remember seeing these pictures? I do. Oh, that's... Where is that? So this is in Dallas, hence the Cowboy... Oh, it's at the... Wouldn't that be right? AT&T yes. Stadium in Dallas. So here's a quick press release. He says, many people still have no idea. Once a year, a totally normal dude rents out the AT&T AT &T Stadium... Normally, WrestleMania, Super Bowl, Monster Jams, etc. get held there and creates the world's largest Nerf battle area. The event was recognized by Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest toy pistol fight in 2016, and the record still stands to this day. 4,000 participants uh, battle against 100 large obstacles on the field. Uh, yeah, and he says uh, the event's called Jared's Epic Bastard Blast. Bastard... Blaster. Jared's epic blaster battle. Sorry. I kind of like bastard battle better. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's well, something I can get behind. I was going to say, then you can go. So lots of prizes, lots of everything. If you guys want more information, uh, you guys can check out blasterbattle.com. But here's a couple images I wanted to show you. So here's uh, some of the participants and uh, some of the bunkers that they have nerf bunkers, but they also have speedball bunkers. Uh, I know Arabs had supplied bunkers to them as well. That's just a cute mom I thought I'd show you. Uh, that was as looks 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 like Aztec, but uh, who would that be? Like guess. Halo, yeah. Commander Chief, Commander Chief. There you go. <laughs> and just some fellers, Master Chief, feller yes. playing as well. So, you know what? I reached out to Nerf to do something at Flag Raiders, but they said they had um, marketing. I thought it'd be cool to have a battle at the outdoor field. Imagine Nerf two Nerf battles, tan versus green. Little kids playing Nerf with smoke bombs and stuff, being in the mix. And it, it would be a pretty cool, but Nerf, um, then the pandemic came and things. So when it was Nerf or nothing, they said nothing. Nerf or nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. So they're holding four events this year, and they're obviously renting. And it, it costs money to go play, but there's prizes and there's DJ. Just a fun day. So if you want to get your kids out and do something fun, there Is you there go. Is there barbecue? Uh, <laughs> yes. And here's the menu. It is sausages, hamburgers, and hot dogs. Any coleslaw? No. Potato salad? Is there hush puppies? No. <laughs> Macaroni salad, at least. Are, are the it's, hush bring your, it's bring your own hush puppies. Or are the hush puppies regional? 
It's only on the on the um, East Coast in the Carolinas to get hush puppies. Uh, Wolf, little Wolf of Critchlow says Nerf took over the Palladium building in Mississauga. Oh, good well, to that's know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says that's dude perfect. But hold on a second. I just put his name away. I I took it off his personal Facebook page, and his name was. Uh, I don't think it's dude perfect. We have research looking at it now. Now, crumply research. No, it's yeah. not. It's just another dude. It's I don't fine. think it's dude perfect. It's fine. Someone, someone will correct me. But if you go to blasterbattle.com, all the information will be there. All right, we got lots to get to on the show tonight. We got uh, video from Joe from the Vault. We have mail time to get to. We have the topic tonight, uh, which is uh, we want to hear about great things that came out of the box um, and uh, paintball around the world. And maybe Price is right. So why don't we return as soon as we uh, watch one of the vaults? Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment from The Vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball, and I show you something that's pretty old, pretty cool, and maybe you haven't seen before. Today I'm going to show you the three-color desert ranger rack system. This has military dating in it uh, from a national stock number of 1997. So this is really the first generation of Molly-style uh, vests uh, before plate carriers were worn, um, this sort of is this bridges the gap between Vietnam style and post Vietnam style Alice clips. This is the first foray, like I said, into the Molly stuff. So it's kind of cool. It's got your your typical mag pouches. So this will hold two 30 round M16 mags. It's got grenade pouches. It's got a canteen pouch. Um, it's got some internal map pockets. Maybe I can undo this and show you. So it's kind of cool. Um, inside map pockets, it's got a padded waist belt. Got a thing if you want to light a flare, holsters, canteen pouches. So anyway, it's kind of cool. This is, so this dates back to your three color desert. Still got sort of a grab handle to pull your buddy out if you get shot. This is what they wore in say Black Hawk Down. Um, actually, no, this is Black Hawk Down was 93, I think. So anyway, this came out in between um, Alice style and uh, the current Molly system and plate carriers you have now. Thanks for watching. You've been watching from the vault and we'll see you next time. Pew, pew. All right, we're back. I just made a joke about Matt said, you want to gab about this? And I said, then we'll segue to Gavin, like not Gavin, but Gavin. Then I said, Gav Gavin lives in a cabin. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's some things I could just leave off Whatever. the air. I thought it was funny. I can have humor in my day, too. Um, anyway, sometimes you have to just make your own joke to make yourself laugh. And anyway, that was my I, I fall into that, that was that was my my um, vault. Um, how many Steve Abar wants to know how many closets I have? Um, the room I sh our bedroom that I share with my wife I get. Do you get just, top? Do you get top bunk? No, I get <laughs> I get bunk. just under a half. I get probably forty percent of the closet. Um, my son Milo's room, um, with the amount of crap I have in his closet, I probably have 
60% of that closet in Parker's room, the room that we are just filming in front of. That's mostly all my stuff. And if you look at it very closely and scrutinize it, see all kinds of different camouflage, some Vietnam-era stuff, some of it's dated, and there's a Mark 1 Uzi and all kinds of things up in the um, up there. And that closet's 95% um, mine, as well as the stuff that's on the floor that you'll see more vaults coming up as I was I was redoing the floors in the house so everything was out of the closets as well as Tom so um, Cruz that's just a joke yes. yeah you got that too sorry Gavin <laughs> didn't mean to make you laugh um, anyway so that finally there'll, there'll be lots of at least smiling <laughs> anyway there'll be lots of vaults coming um, from that as well so that was my Molly um, Ranger rack system made by Specialty Defense out of Pennsylvania um sort of bridges the gap between the modern day plate carrier that we have now and um the alice clip webbing systems that were you know common sort of post vietnam into the um late 80s so early 90s so it's kind of a cool thing i did wear it for paintball and airsoft it works pretty well yeah. um I'll turn it over to Gavin. Now I'm just curious what your bindle capacity is at your home. Um, I would need a, a trailer for my bindles. Gotcha. I just couldn't load it in. It probably, if I had to move everything out of the closets, it would probably fill like a normal size panel van. <laughs> Between my G.I. Joe box collections of stuff and my multiple Rubbermaid bins of dye t-shirts and Planet Eclipse t-shirts and Flag Raider hoodies and I can't wait for Joe's yard sale really <laughs> I would love you know what I would love to have a yard sale and just downsize I, I pulled out when I was in the closet organizing what I would keep as far as camouflage I wasn't literally in the closet <laughs> when I was standing in front of the closet sort of organizing what camouflage I would keep and what camouflage I would sell I pulled out about Eight full sets of camouflage that I would consider selling. That would make a good vault, actually, wouldn't it? Things my wife wants me to sell or things I will part with. I went over to visit Joe's house the other day, and there was a lady leaving screaming out the front door, and I stopped to introduce myself to her, and her name was like Maria Kondu. Is that her name? (laughs) Who's she? You know what? I don't need this right now. Like I can Monday nights, I can stay at home, do my garbage slowly, and then just go to sleep. That's Watch what we do TV. here. We do we do our garbage slowly. Patrick LaRocca in the live chat says, uh, be cool if Todd and them showed up for the Super Game and they could see three to 400 players in the Midwest using autocockers. Apparently that's not really a thing in Canada. I, I'm going to say nay nay. Um, there's a huge resurgence. I wouldn't even say resurgence. Maybe that's not a good word. There's a huge following of autococker enthusiasts in, in certainly in, in Ontario where we're from. Um I don't know what the percentage would be at a big game, but I don't know, maybe 10, 15% people were playing with autocockers where everyone else would be playing with like EMF 100s and space guns and all kinds of stuff. But I, I it, it still has quite a, quite a following here. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Shall we do some mail time? Yeah, we let's shall. do it. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. It's mail time, ladies and gentlemen, the time where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in uh, and some burning questions that uh, penicillin won't cure. Uh, we can address it here. Uh, first one comes to us from Jennifer Montresor, and she wants to know, what gear bag with wheels do you recommend? Oh. Oh. I 
still use my JT. But when I say JT, I don't mean like the OG yellow and white logo. I'm talking about like the last year that JT produced the gear bag. Um, for one reason is that it only has two big areas. You separate the thing in half and you've got the top and the bottom with big pouches. There's a couple little ones, like little zipper pockets on the top. But I want to just be able to open those things up and seal my stuff. You know, we, we used to sell a product called the Die Navigator. And it was the biggest, most ridiculous gear bag. And it had <laughs> pockets. And inside each pocket had another pocket. So, like, if you were looking for something, you wanted a tool or a barrel bag or you had extra batteries, you have no idea where it's they in were. The like you were, you were going to open a handful of pockets. I just want to be able to open it up like a, like a regular suitcase when you go to the airport. Open it up, unzip the two sides, and you can see everything that's in there. Um, most of the time when I go to a big game, too, I don't... Like, I know you're supposed to put your gun and stuff and sort of hide it in your gear bag the only thing that goes in my gear bag is all my soft goods my mask goes separate always and my gun is usually just underneath my gear bag and hidden out of sight because i i could be bothered tearing it apart unless we're flying or traveling but i don't know do you take your gun apart tank off hopper off everything off Take the tank off. You shouldn't travel with the tank and the hopper. No, on. no, I'm not We're talking about traveling okay, on an airplane. I'm just talking no, like going to your I take, field. He, I always take the tank off. You need, yeah. you need with all with all the negative publicity of all these drive-by paintballings and and things like that. You need to have your marker disassembled and in a bag. Yeah. You can't, you can't leave the paintball field or the airsoft field with your mags engaged in your marker and your tank on like you're ready to go into battle. You have to. You have to show the sport some respect. You have to lock it in a bag and in a case and have it disassembled. Yeah. So then, in the off chance you get pulled over for something, they go don't go. Oh, you're you're ready to go. Especially yeah. if you get a copper that knows what paintball is. Imagine driving down the road with your paintball gun and you have paintballs in the hopper and your tank is on and there was just a drive-by shooting where somebody got shot up at a birth little johnny's birthday party yeah you would and get i'm not and i'm not talking about having it in your side seat i'm talking about this is in the back of my truck well, where like you can't get at it it's buried underneath all my other crap I, it typically the hopper's empty because i usually fi finish it off anyways and my tank is degassed because i have a quick release it's just more laziness than it is anything else. And Joe's right. Like, you should have your gun locked and it should be away. You can't afford a couple bottle O-rings? You're afraid to take your tank off? No, again, it's laziness. Like, it's the same reason why I don't that wash really my equipment. You know what? Don't it is, be, but it's the what? same don't reason why lazy. I don't even wash my gear. I wipe it down oh. with the side of my jersey and put it away. Like, I don't know. Back when, when we were still playing all the time, you were playing all the time and you got tired of cleaning it, but... Bob Spicer's not wrong. SWAT. Absolutely. Da -na -na, Absolutely. Da -na -na, so the gear bag da -na -na. I use uh, is what you just mentioned as well, the JT1. Clearly when, you know, it was great quality. And yeah. it's been, that has to be at least a 15-year-old bag. At least. Yeah. Okay, so, but well, th there's no no wear, no tear. Like, it, it's still in, in mint condition. So yeah, the, mint, the, the, the inside liner, like the, when you open it up and zip it, one of them has a rip in that was always there since day one. Um, but it hadn't gotten any worse, and it's like you're right. Like the only thing I've had to do with it is bang it on the ground a couple times to get the mud out of the tires. But aside from that, like all the zippers are good. 
but I would say it's one of the better gear bags I've ever owned. And in the chat, Brian Foster says a Husky rolling toolbox. And we did talk about that drooling as collectively, yeah. uh, the Plano or Plano, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, we can pick up from Canadian Tire. That seemed to be quite reasonable. So yeah. that is the next purchase for hauling gear. To They're the from field. Plano, Texas. Yeah. Could be. But um, just a, like be, a hard case. But wouldn't that? Well, you certainly want to, wouldn't want to keep your elbow pads, your soft goods in there because it would just smell. You terrible. could drill holes in it, vent yeah, holes in the to. side. Like just the one thing I like it. about the JT is they have like grommeted holes along the so side. So you enjoy to, like, air you, you enjoy the stench on the way home, yeah. like all the way, like like potpourri, potpourri, Toddpourri. Yeah. Uh, not me. I like to be able to open up in the backyard and just like like <laughs> off gas. <laughs> <laughs> off. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to go to you know a Husky rolling toolbox or a uh, or a Plano slash Plano, depending on how you pronounce yeah. it. Type of. Uh, and Joe and I also used to have the ability to just leave our crap right at the field. Sure. Our- I mean, I put it in my one of my C cans and I just left it there because I could. And again, that's a little lazy, but do you really need it at home if you had? Like, okay, so here's the question: If you as a player was able to leave your gear at the playing field in a place where you knew that was locked, alarmed, and safe, would you do it? I would do it for a couple of weeks. So, you know, like if you're playing, like for when we were able to play, you can play on a Tuesday night and then you can play on a Saturday. Yeah. You know, that transition between Tuesday and Saturday, I would just leave it there. Yeah, because if you always wipe your hopper down, wipe your gun, wipe your tank, put it away. Kind of a good idea, Todd. I guess if we had a field, we could buy, if there was demand, we could buy a sea can and turn it into a locked locker. And you would open the door on a Saturday or Sunday. And then individually, people would have a slot big enough to store store their gear bag and their mask in front. Or they take their mask home probably to wash it. But they could put their gear in their boots. And it would have a vent. It would have a fan and a vent, and it would be vented. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, could you imagine walking in? But anyway, you could. I left my sandwich in there. You could. You could. Um, you could have some parameters, but you could conceivably store, you know, several, several gear bags in the sea can. Could we have that sea can sponsored by Axe Body Spray? Axe or, or Old Sprite, Old Spice, <laughs> Old Sprite, Old Spice, Sprite, whatever. Actually, there are there are louvers you can put in sea cans now that still keep it safe but allow cross ventilation. You'd need it, but I do think like you wouldn't leave your elbow pads and knee pads there. You take that home to launder, but you'd certainly leave like your pod pack, your yeah, pods. Yeah, it might be not a not a. I think that's a great a, idea. Wouldn't be a terrible. It'd be like sto- locker storage, and yeah. then guys could. Or people could leave their gear in their bag, and they never have to take it home and show their show their partner or their spouse or whatever all their new wares. All their new wares. <laughs> it could be it'd be like it'd be one you get discreet delivery, but then you'd have discreet storage. So you'd never have you'd no accountability. It'd be like working for the city. Pawnage PB says, I'd leave a dead fish in there with a lock on the door. <laughs> Would it be wrong to make a joke to that about his sister? Or do we just I think you'll leave, I think okay, you'll we'll leave, leave it. it. I think you done did it. So we lost <laughs> it. Oh, look. We're no, dropping there's viewers. Two, there's gone. two more viewers. He's All gone. right. Uh, so Jim Tatum in the... <laughs> no one asked about my gear bag. In the Facebook chat says a hockey bag. And let's throw to you, Joe. What do you use? Um, I have an Eclipse rolling gear bag. No, not a, I have an Eclipse rolling gear bag. First generation from 2005. But that's my Sunday going to meet in one. And it's got some nice things in it, so I keep it in my um, garage. But I also have a Empire one, which I use for everyday use, and that has my plate carrier in it and 
my mask and some knee pads, elbow pads, a bunch of barrels, swabs, electrical tape, all my tools. And that's what we take to the field on a regular game day when we had a paintball field. Nab Dallas has a Cabela's heavy-duty folding wagon. It's good for camping, hunting, and paintball. Yeah. I, I have an old wagon my little person used to use, and I throw gear in if it's a, it's a long way from the staging area to your, your, your vehicle. Steve Abar says Joe uses a rolling closet. I'd still, even with, let's say our staging area is far away from their vehicle, I would stage out of my vehicle. I would come to the staging area. Like, I, yeah, I would, I don't know. I still like staging out of my car. I don't like leaving all my stuff out. Then maybe we should get a field, then you can stage closer. Yeah, I think so. Quit sitting around. So. Uh, a lot of people said um, old suitcases, luggage, stuff like that. You can Anything up, works. Yeah. Gavin, you know, sometimes uses a bindle, so it doesn't, you know. I do. <laughs> it's it's however you can get your stuff there. Grocery bags, laundry who, who baskets, do we know grocery, used to use bags? grocery bags. E. Richards, uh, or Ian McCombs. Yeah, and didn't didn't Riddle use a grocery bag for something? He used oh, a, for he, pod yeah. for collecting his mags on the on the field. Yeah, but he used a high end grocery store bag, so it was it was okay. All right. Thank you, Jennifer, for that question. A lot of answers. Hopefully that answered something for you. Um, next question comes from Jorge Munez. He wants to know, what's the best paint for Woods Bowl currently in the market? Oh, that's a good question. Um, California Mag. All right. Oh. Well, if we talk about maybe Mag, that's something with a robust shell. What is a, what's a thick shell? Probably a two <laughs> or two or three-star shell or a graffiti or something would probably work well in, in yeah. bush ball if you will i would stay away from tournament grade paints for just because sure. they're going to be super brittle especially if you're playing mag fed like you want something that has a robust shell like the falcon graffiti yeah. or oh. gi one star two star. two star you don't want to hit someone the one star yeah so something like that if you're playing with that um even if you have a have a mechanical gun depending on you know like a blow a blowback like a Tipman, you almost want like a two star because you don't want something that's super brittle. No, exactly. If you've got like a you know a, a, a high end planet eclipse marker, then by all means have at it. It doesn't matter what you have. Sometimes the high end paint's good because it'll you know it'll it'll stain better. It'll be better if you're shooting through. I don't think stain is the word optimum. I think you want to use mark. Yeah, mark works too. If you're shooting through twigs and stuff and if like that. If you're in France, it's M A R C. <laughs> Come on now, it's oh, funny. No, I, was watching, I was watching the cricket go by. Matt giggled. I giggled too. Gavin giggled. I enjoy some Quebecois comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like some sugar pie. Defy level one, Eli Booth says, in Valken New World and Graffiti. Uh, yeah, Monster Ball. Yeah, let's no. not touch that. You know what? Back in the day, you know, you, you talked about currently but back in the day california magnum had the ability to cruise through leaves and then hit your opponent and mark with perfect vivid colors that solar pink paintball i'll never forget hitting my opponents with that stuff and it would fly through tree branches leaves and stuff and then break on your opponent every time really phenomenal paint yes as california magnum lost their chemists um, it became a little more, a little harder, but in the early days, it was a fantastic paintball. Yeah, lots of people in the chat right now saying graffiti, so they, yeah. um, that wins the poll this evening. I'm curious to see, locally, we're going to see some 
evil paint this year in the local tournament series. I'm curious to see if they're going to be able to bring it back to what it used to be or if it's going to be a... Uh... Don't say it. Cross your fingers and hope yeah, for the best. Yeah, I'm going to use... I'm going to hope that it's good, but if they kill it, I, I'm going to be so disappointed. Evil's one of the last brands of paint. I mean, they messed with Marbleized for the last couple of years, and it was not what it used to be. Now, hopefully, Evil paint will come back, and it'll be, it'll be super awesome. Um, Gavin, I know you have uh, a couple more questions. I do. Um, but before we get to okay. those questions, can I talk to you guys about Planet Eclipse? You sure can. Do you know that every game, bunker, or gunfight has a story? Now it's time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product. Whether you're storming the beach or laning the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse, creators of those happy endings. Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smoke gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Get camouflaged. Hashtag pop smoke. Arabs, inflatables designed to hold air all day. They're designed and manufactured in America by Brent Davis and his crew. Nothing can beat Arabs. Arabs, thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and they have multiple color and print options available. So don't let your game be deflated. Get Arabs at Arabs.com. Uh, Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages. Everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your next order. Exalt, often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. DLX Technologies, inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark and high performance markers with the TM40. The evolution continues light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available at DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you are sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go day or night. Use the promo code BTV10 for 10% off at ride509.com. Thank you to all of our great sponsors out there. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. So thank you. Uh, also, thank you to uh, who posted it here in the live chat. Someone was talking to uh, about um, El Tigre was good, but it's Marbleizer. That was Ben. Was El Tigre um, Marbleizer? Was it like All Star? All Star Marbleizer and El Tigre were the same. It was clear shell with that print on it, right? Print, yeah. Uh, But PMI Big Ball was was decent back in the day. And um, someone mentioned Exo Spectrum. Exo Spectrum had a split personality. One day it could be the best paint for the price you've paid and the other time it was just crap but are, the time that's we've seen some of the roundest spectrum balls once are, that are, were unbelievable arguably the roundest paint in the industry came out of the exo plant then it became the key plant in brampton those and they had the special um lamination on top of the it was a two-stage process for the paint it was lamp the second level, second layer was laminated, but that paint was by far the roundest paint in the industry when they were making it. Yeah, I don't know if they use rock tumblers or what, but they did. All right, do you want to get to some more questions? All or? right, maybe I'll do one more, and I'll send you up my sack. And yeah. I know this one's been sitting around the sack for a little while. So Ryan <laughs> McGee, this one is for you. You have a two-part question, but I will only do the one part. Uh, so he wants to know when is behind the bunker getting a Discord server set up so all of us peeps can talk somewhere outside of the prying eyes of Zuckerberg and his content <laughs> to shop. We've 
talked about doing a bunch of different things. We've talked about broadcasting off of Facebook on Twitch. Um, we've talked about, well, fa well, certainly YouTube are on there as well. Um, TikTok people have a very short attention span. Same with Instagram. Unfortunately, Facebook and YouTube are still the best mediums to do so. We used to, up to a couple years ago, have our own private dedicated chat server. Mm -hmm. And that was embedded in our video that was embedded on our website. But even further, few, fewer people use websites anymore. So it'd be nice to have that chat back up on our, 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 our website. Then you guys could use that and it would be off of the prying eyes of Zuckerberg. But unfortunately, uh, it's kind of it's kind of taking two steps back. I feel. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do we need a Discord Discord server? Well, anyway, we can connect either online or offline with uh, with people who watch the show. Would be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm still really intrigued about the metaverse, which is still Zuckerberg and his Gestapo. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really intrigued yeah. about how we can move a um, a show onto that platform. Um, MySpace does now have live chat as well. With the infusion of cash a few years ago, so maybe we'll, we'll talk know. about I that. I don't know either. Either Discord or Dot Cord, either one is fine with me. Man, <laughs> we need some Debt Cord tonight. <laughs> or, or chloroform. I know it doesn't, it doesn't rhyme, I can but. Know, man. <laughs> it wouldn't need to. Matt actually slapped his face when I said that. Pretty amazing. I think part of your, or your, your joy this evening, Joe, is just really angering Matt. <laughs> I'm. I'm not trying to anger Matt. I don't like a mad Matt. I thought we got off the whole dad joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> are, those, are those dad jokes? Yeah, those are the definition of oh, dad Oh, you joke. know what? I'll just leave my dad jokes at home next week then, Matt. Put them back in your closet. <laughs> Jeez. Or is that bindle territory? Yeah. No, All right. So, you I'll know, make it, my dad jokes sleep on the couch next yeah. week. Leave it with me. Someone knows. There's a couple, sorry, there's a couple more, uh, yep. but I will send you up the sack and let's okay. continue on in the end. I'll, I'll look into it. Um, if someone's super familiar and wants to help me through one, let me know. Um, okay, so I want to talk briefly about the topic at hand tonight, guys. And that is, um, I want you guys in the live chat to post up. We're going to try to watch your comments as well here. But it is, uh, what product out of the box made you happy and was exactly what you expected? Um, and I'm just trying to think of, I was going to give you an example of my own cause I was reading a lot of yours, but uh, Gavin, without looking at your sheets, what about you? You personally, something you bought for paintball that did exactly what, what you what you wanted. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. I think I'm going to guess Joe's. Okay. I think he's going to say his Magwinder. Because it did exactly what it was supposed to, right? Like, you dump a bunch of paintballs in it, you stick your mag in it, and crank, and it does its thing. That's that's true. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't reply. I didn't answer the question. Oh, I should have just read it out of the out of but the. But I didn't even mention my mag one. Well, come to think let's of go it. to you. What's your answer? Where is it? You guys have the sheets. You I only have you don't one. Know your answer? I don't have my own. <laughs> I I think I said my. I think I said my. I believe I said my defender, my TM fifteen, and then my. I said my EMF. 100 Magwell. I'm going to call Wolf out. <laughs> How do you know it works? It just, it, you it, assume it, it works? I set it out in my hand to pretend I'm walking around corners, shooting and playing the angles just like Wolf <laughs> does. And um, my it worked It worked seamlessly. Wolf says Titman Phenom. But I'm going to take him back a step. I remember when he got an A5. 
I remember when the A5s came out. I think he was pretty impressed with that. I think we were all pretty impressed with the A5. That was one of those things where I thought for sure it was going to be a gimmick because the Cyclone feed. But wasn't that just a great slick marker and it worked? That's sure back did. when Tipmans were, were good old-fashioned USA-made, solid. It was awesome. Yep, agreed. Same with Devin Schwartz. Says, out of the box, Tipman A5. Um, yeah. Christopher Strzok says uh, his uh, Impact branded CS2 Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking at my sheets here, you couldn't ask for a better beginner rental. Solid performance matched with PAL's hopper system, uh, says Battle Bros. And he's talking about the EMAC, of course. And uh, Neil McKee says uh, Planet Eclipse 170R. He had a chance to shoot the prototype. Uh, and uh, when it was finally released, he bought one, and it was the best bang for his buck out there, he says. Yeah, I I, I am a fan of the M170R, that's for sure. Uh, uh, go ahead. Jacob Palomino in the uh, YouTube world says uh, his barrel made was a stellar product. And Lefty uh, B1989 says his CCI uh, Phantom. Well, let's go back to the straight shot squeegee, Joe. Before the straight shot squeegee, how were you cleaning up your barrels at that point? Like the the exalt barrel made didn't exist. That was uh that was years down the road. That must have been that must have been something pretty so slick. So our our first our first way to clean a barrel was to take a piece of paper towel, crimple it up in a ball about the same size as a sixty eight caliber paintball, then stick it down the barrel with a stick or the antenna from the walkie talkie, <laughs> hold the gun upside down and shoot air out it a couple times, and the paper towel would clean it. Then I got a little more innovative. I took a, a dowel, and I whittled a groove in the side, and I took a piece of sponge, and I tied it on with a piece of dental floss so it wouldn't scratch anything. Then you could clean the barrel that way. Then I was in Canadian Tire one day, and I got a shotgun swab, and you were able to clean the barrel with the shotgun swab, and then you'd rinse it off in a bucket, and then you'd clean the barrels that way. Then eventually, the straight that the shotgun swab barrel cleaner came out. We used basically until the straight shot squeegee came out, and then the straight shot squeegee was really the industry standard until the Reds battle swab came out. But then, you know, players that could take their barrel off their marker could still use the. could still use the swab to clean out their barrel, but anybody that had a fixed marker would still need to use the straight shot squeegee to get all the gunk out. And then um, really the exalt barrel made came out with its, its dual, its dual end the swab part. You missed one step in there. What? There was the ramrod barrel. Well, (laughs) no squeegeeing required. (laughs) That's right. Hey, Steve, a had a great point. He says microfiber is up there. Mm -hmm. The first time I took a microfiber cloth to my goggle, I was like, um, where have no. you been all my life? No. Well, I would agree. Uh, but we talked about this on many shows ago. When microfibers first came out and were marketing towards paintball, they were like $45 for a microfiber cloth. And then now you can get them at the dollar store for how much, Todd? Well, you can a get dollar. them for $1.50 because of inflation now. But yeah, the, the microfibers, the first time you took one of those yellow cloths across your mask and everything was gone, you're like... This is this is fantastic. And then the second question is, did the ref see? Um, <laughs> when you took it out of your Ziploc, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the first microfiber I had, I bought at a paintball, I think it was at World Cup, and it was a hybrid one. 
and you're right i i probably spent like 25 bucks on it but it had their logo on it was very nice and at that time like we didn't know you could buy or they, they didn't have microfibers at your right. local hardware store right so um yeah the ramrod <sighs> yeah um e sorry mr deuce on facebook says and i'm sure there's gonna be lots i'm sure you guys will have this as well but the mg100 I, that too was surprising. Remember when we first got one to demo? Yes, sir. We, Gavin, that okay. So Gavin and I went and took a little video of it, I was and too. he was target shooting, <laughs> and uh, he just kind of looked over to his left, and it was a, like a fence post, and he looked at, shot it, and ding, it was right off the fence post. It's like, holy jeez, like, and you didn't it, believe me. You're like, oh, like try to do it again, <laughs> and ding again, yeah, yeah. So whatever. That wasn't me. That was the yeah. marker. Uh, Steve Abar is reminding us that he has ShamWow money. He can buy wow. ShamWow. Yeah. Um, Matthew <laughs> Maverick Watts said, my first autococker was perfect thanks to Bud Orr. Remains one of the best, most consistent markers I've ever shot. Devin Swartz, A5, 20-year strong. John Hoffmeister, CS2, pure bulletproof. Adam Legendes, EMF 100, and the BT-15. I've done horrible things with my TM-15, and I'm going to continue to do that trend with my EMF 100. Mike Thompson says, a Palmer stabilizer. Yep, and yes, Doc's, ma a Doc's uh, shop mag to cocker adapter. Yeah. Oh. So, Gavin, you worked in the retail store, paintball retail store, as did Joe and I. There were lots of products that you'd sell and you'd know, like, for example, you'd send a Model 98 out the door and you knew the guy would be happy and it would work every time you used it. There were other companies where you'd kind of go, hmm, you wouldn't yeah. recommend it, but people would want to buy it because they saw them in magazines and stuff. Just trying to think if there was any guns back there that, again, like we mentioned the Model 9, we mentioned the A5. What else was there? So um, the JT goggles, sorry, the Proflex, we sold those because we felt they were the best goggle and we sold lots of them. Neb That's Nella another says one out JT of the box. JT Proflex is best, yeah. best goggle. Nebnella Proflex is for sure. So you guys ran a different culture with your shop uh, in the field too. Um, there was no commission for the salesmen on the floor. There were clerks, right? And so we paid you minimum wage. Absolutely. So what I'm but saying, you got what, I'm, what I'm saying is that you had uh, honest feedback and, yeah. and and people had informed consent when they made purchases. And there was many times, you know, which is probably why I got fired. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I would steer people away from certain products because I know the sort of the history of it and I know the the reliability of it, right? And so I think when you find a good shop like that, uh, when you have an honest opinion where people are not looking to make a commission but they're honestly yeah. looking to Grow, grow the sport, grow your interest, and not frustrate you when you walk out the door. Our shop was, unfortunately, an upsell shop because you'd walk in there, and all the guys that were in there loved paintball and would talk your ear off, and they'd be like, okay, well, I need a goggle, and you'd be like, okay, well, forget the fact that he's a new person. Let's talk him into what we like, which is this, and they'll ask your opinion on, well, what do you have? Well, I have this, and, you know, we're so happy with what we you know what we liked as a as a group that we sold a lot of that stuff but we sold it not because we had commission not because we liked because we believed just in it yeah exactly and we saw those same people at the field on the weekend right and if we would have sold them that spider or that you know that air con or whatever they were we knew that we'd be dealing with it and having to put up with it so there was a lot of conversations that went i know you want that believe me you don't you want something yeah. like this and i'm not trying to make your mind up but I'm, I have to tell you that because, you know, and it sounded like an upsell now that you're saying it out loud. But, I mean, it really wasn't. It was, oh, whatever. It, yeah. Uh, 
Nicholas Schroeder says uh, back in the day before grills were a thing, the V-Force Profiler was a great bang for his buck, so he was in, he enjoyed that. Yeah. Goggles are such a specific thing because everybody, everybody has different experiences with them. You know, I never liked the Sly goggles because they were too much padding. They were too, they were too hot. The V V Force was nice, but we were well. I was mostly a JT guy. The Echo Twenty Twenties were something else. <laughs> Just looking at the goggle wall now, but yeah. And there, I mean, I've used products over the years that were people thought they were going to be good, uh, and when they came out, and in terms of uh, you know playing for teams, you're sponsored, and this is what you're wearing. And, yeah, and it's just like you know what I yeah. I got to ride this out for the season, but I can't wait to get yeah. rid of it. Well, all you have to do is look at your local players. Like we were sponsored by a couple different companies, like you know, and they gave us headbands and you know packs and stuff like that. And you'd see them wearing them at the tournament because that's what they had to. But go see a guy when he's out of practice or when he's on his own time at the field and yeah. see what he uses. That's how you know what is good. You know, like when you're practicing in a certain pack. And then playing in another, yeah, something's something's wrong there. Uh, Jason Diff was sponsored by Angel Eyes. I'm sure he still is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wolf says uh, the sly goggles fog instantly for him. I just wonder if they just had so much padding and foam in there that the air just got trapped underneath and had nowhere else to go. Andy Gosling says his uh, Shock Tech Desert Fox. He loved it. His beautiful milling function's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Abar says his Bates Tactical Boots and the BTB Podcast. Now you're just kissing up. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of boots, Joe. Yes. I'm going to need a new pair this year, apparently. You are? At some point, maybe. Huh. I don't own a pair. Well, I've, so got, some I've, point, got, some, I've got some options for you. Yeah, well, well, we can maybe talk about that in the after show. Really? I'm still rocking my Belvilles that I got in 02. <laughs> I know, those Belvilles were solid. Yeah. I just want mine to be fancy and shiny and new. I, I want I want to have the price tag still on it. Um, push, says Steve Abar. Vince Predator Goggles, says Sam Silverback. Oh, Lord. yeah, those are amazing. I still have some. There's some just behind your you head there. Vince Predator, yeah. they right, do. right there, yeah. Yours are like the second generation with the foam, but they're still pretty old. Jeff Sanders says his Karmatech Nemesis Barrel, Supremacy Scope, and G2 uh, Semi-Auto. And David Gamby says he bought a TM7 at the indoor field, Vice City, and they had the best night ever. That's another gun. The TM7 and the TM15, yes, out of the box, those things always worked. Axe always worked. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other guns that just... Any product that you'd sell and you knew that you'd have no issue with. The JT fans always worked. No, Never they, had the Vortex those. fans. They worked fine. No, they, they, they didn't. Sure okay, did. I'm no, not they saying didn't. they worked as far as like the amount of air they moved. I'm saying like you put a battery in, they always worked. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and you put, so it made noise. I think fans are a crock of crap other than the easy creation fans were great. George Hay says Terratech products rock. Absolutely, hey. never disappointed, Mister. Hey. I just, I just want to bring bring up one point. Um, it's not even what we're talking about right now. But when I was doing my filming my vault the other day, I looked up in the closet and there was a a Flagler Paint Fest hat, and it said Paint Fest 1989. So I said, "That's old." So I got my calculator <laughs> out because I couldn't calculate it. 19, 2022 to 1989. That's 
33 years ago. That, what Was that the first paint fest that you hosted? I, I don't know if that was the first one, but we gave everybody a free hat. So it might have been like the second one or the third, but everybody that came to paint fest in 1989 got a free ball cap. And it was like a flat brim. I was like your Phoenix Projects as well. If you pre-register, you I get know, a ball, you get ball free, cap. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So that's just that, that's how long we've been enduring this. <laughs> but and you've only you folks have only been enduring 554 shows and 435 podcasts. But someone like Gavin has been enduring us or me particularly because Todd <laughs> didn't come around. Yeah. Todd didn't come around till uh, 2000. So about 1999. I'm still not thinking I'm coming around. So that's no. Gavin's been enduring me for like 33 years. Nice to see Mustard Ridiculous. in the live chat, by the way. <laughs> Mustard's on the YouTube chat. He says, super late, looking forward to the replay on YouTube. Yeah, man. Hopefully we get to see your bright face on the show again one of these days. Stephen Abar says, Etha. Never under, never had a problem with his Etha. All right. Uh, Bob Spicer says, uh, Planet Eclipse EMF 100 without question. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if, if it works for, for, uh, for him, it's going to work for anybody. Yeah. Chris McNamara says his Empire Sniper. Oh, yeah. You know what? Right out of the box, those snipers were awesome, as well as Resurrection, the Empire Resurrection. Like, some autococker manufacturers, like the Aftermarket and the Clones, were pretty finicky. But that Resurrection, Joe and I had super high hopes when we heard those were coming out. And out of the box, that's going to be one of my answers. I would say the Resurrection. That We took that out, and it came with... A set of barrel backs, yep, barrel, barrel tips. Yeah. yeah, that was probably the best value and the best gun I had bought within that five-year span. Yeah, of when that came Agreed. out, the resurrection was pretty solid. I was still using my VF Tactical at the time too, yeah. and to this day, that thing is a solid, yeah. a solid shooter. The pump. The only thing that ever happened was you would get debris inside your pump handle, and that Delrin pump handle somehow would expand and then get hard to slide on the on the cocking arm. So either by keeping it clean or putting a little bit of lube in there, but those guns were fantastic. Um, so I got to give credit where credit's due on that one. And I think that one had a Lemansky touch and a Simon Stevens touch to those. Right. Back in the Empire days. Uh, I Matthew, know, sorry, go ahead. Matthew Petrus Huck says uh, the Tipman X7 when he bought it. If you were to put X7, Phenom, A5, and Model 98... I would say the X7 Phenom had the most problems, but that was like, again, I would put an X Phenom against most any other company for reliability. But yeah, those were great. Those were great. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I, I'm done. Gavin, did we ask you about your product? What was your product that you would... I, I don't even know. So many over the years. I think, the, you know, the only thing that's sort of standing out right now uh, is the um, the TMC. Um, I knew it was going to be robust, oh, and I yeah. knew it was going to be, uh, like, original equipment quality, and it hadn't disappointed me. Pulled it right out of the box, shot it without doing anything to it, and I really enjoyed it. Wolf Critchlow, A5 with response trigger. I remember hearing him laughing from the field. I, remember, I could hear him in the staging area. I remember freezing my hand because the CO2 was just like <laughs> sucked completely out of the bottle. But if you upgrade to a 16-ounce or a 20-ounce CO2 ounce tank, tank yeah. we can put an anti-siphon. What is an anti-siphon <laughs> is? And you'd show them, you know. That's a good idea. But it was. It yeah. worked. And it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Um, you didn't read Mustard's answer. 
I did not. So. <laughs> All right. So he his answer is the Empire Resurrection Autococker when it was released. It took him back to his popular style of paintball uh, when he couldn't afford when he first there started. So uh, provided him with extreme reliability and performed amazingly. So he liked his caca. And you know what, Mustard? I will agree with you on that. That, that was that was right out of the box a good one. Um, I also had never played with a CCM product until I played with uh, Mustard had a pump, and that thing was a that thing was a a neat little toy. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, why don't we end that there? And because uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, we have some great prices, right stuff, which we're going to have to save till next week, unfortunately. Uh, we do have the after show that's coming up in just a moment. Any farewell or last minute thoughts, guys? No, as I say every week, folks, I sincerely appreciate all your contributions, whether you post on the social medias or you watch us live and post in the chat. Uh, it does make the show much more entertaining and enjoyable for all of us here in the panel. Hopefully the same for you at home. And uh, don't go anywhere unless you're sliding over to the YouTubes uh, to join us for the after show. That's right. We're going to stay live on YouTube and we're going to continue to record for our podcast. So don't go anywhere. Uh, but thank you, Joe, for being on the pre-show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight and watching. I just want to ask everybody now that, that's watching on Facebook or that has Facebook to head over to the Flaggers Paintball Facebook uh, page. There was an article written um, today that came out today in Cambridge Today, and it talks about uh, Flag Raiders and our current struggle to reopen, which... We're, we're diligently trying, of course, as we have been for the last 16 months. And we're sort of at a, a, a new stage uh, that's come to light. So have a look. Read the article. Have a look. Like and share it. Um, you know, post up what Flaggers means to you. And uh, hopefully we'll get, get some more attention. I know we've been asking this, and this is the same thing that's been going on. But you have no idea, um, unless you're actively involved, how slow the bureaucratic process moves and how it often goes in circles if it if you could imagine having a committee to buy a box of lego then hiring a consultant to put the lego together and so on and so forth every every move you made is it take is a painstakingly slow process just have a look at that head over check out the article uh, read the article, like and share, whatever, and stay tuned. Uh, we're going to need some support to get this one going. Yeah. It's an election year as well. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the uh, word bureaucracy. So, Thank you guys for joining us on YouTube. Uh, hit that like and please hit that share button on your way out. Share it with anybody who uh, may like uh, some paintball content. And we'll see you guys next week. Everyone else, we'll see you live over on YouTube in just a moment and uh, on our after show for our podcast. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. Oh, did you ever get uh, Christian, by the way? Are we back on? We're we back. Okay. He's going to come on in May. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, nothing too crazy on the after show. I like that. I like that topic. There's a lot. We always say negative things about stuff, and these are at least we talk positively about certain things. That resurrection autococker. I still have my original one. I'll never sell that. Uh, I have a sniper. Actually, I have. 
I have two snipers. You have an olive green one and you have a... And I've never used my olive green one. So I that that one is still brand new in a box that i got to take out one of these days. And then is you it? have... Matt, is that box under I'll, your desk? I'll look for it. Yeah. It's right there by your left of your foot there on the floor. Is it a resurrection or a sniper? I'm pretty sure it's a sniper. That's a sniper. It should it's be an olive res. green. It's a res. But that's that's your resurrection right there, Todd. Okay, that's just the res for the one on the wall. Okay, so the other one is in, in my storage facility. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you found it? This box here is labeled Sniper. Okay, there you go. Should be the olive green one. Dusty. It is dusty. And she's olive and she's green. So, I yeah. should have nice. got one of those. I don't know why I didn't. Well, you did. You gave it to me. Oh, it I, ordered, a, I guess I a, ordered it. It. A, it was a gift. I guess I did. For there you Christmas. Go. Um... Steve Abar wants to know, is salsa, in fact, the greatest condiment ever? Yes. I would yeah, say I would agree. I would, I would say salsa or guacamole. You can eat with a lot of different things. I'm going to say sour cream because sour cream is in a lot of other things other than gravy, like your, your, your dips and your, you know, your uh, garlic mayo and your aiolis and your, I would say sour <laughs> cream. Yeah, but you is... know what, Todd? If I was going to go on a hike, I would sooner take salsa with me than sour cream in the summer. <laughs> I was just hike. thinking that. Well, Gavin's you shouting doesn't. mayo. I will, I'll take mayo. Don't you guys take nachos on a hike? I do. Yeah. I do pack condiments, but the little travel restaurant packages. Oh, look at you. That's right. Oh, Gavin. Wow. That's why price of meals have gone up at all the local establishments. I was at Taco Bell the other day. Uh, I had drive through for my little person, and they were, they were out of condiments. They didn't have any packages. What? I They're like, do you still want to order? Yeah, I want to order because I knew at home. I oh, oh shit! <laughs> so the, the person reached, the guy reached to the window with a squeeze bottle and squeezed it in here. I I will admit I love Taco Bell. Yeah, I can't eat there because I know what it, I, it's like. Grade D. Oh, you're meat. running for the border, baby. Like, yeah, exactly. And I know I know what's going to happen. However, it doesn't stop me every two or three months from going. God damn! I need a Taco Bell fix. That's right. You just have to know that you're going home when you're done. Your your evening and maybe your next morning is done. Right, you have to plan for that. Maybe you had a big meal the night before. Wow. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. And same thing with KFC. My daughters love the popcorn chicken there, and I, and I'll take them there and I'll get them that. But then I'm on a hunt for something else. I'll go to the Mexican place and get like a healthy taco bowl or something. Right. right? But uh, oh, we, we we've hit that age where it's like you know our body's less forgiving. So the amount well, of crap not you worth pump it. into it. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's like. It's like, you know, going and having a night out. Having a couple of drinks and getting yourself feeling great is fun, but going beyond that is just silliness because it heck, it wrecks you for the next couple of days. When you're 20, you can go out and get drunk and the next morning be at work and just shrug it off, right? Your body doesn't even notice it. But when you're like we are all, we're all in our mid to early 30s, you know, you feel that. You know, and bless you for saying that. But uh, you know, like I, as I was saying before the show started, uh, I spent the last week uh, out of town, very late evenings, very early mornings, um, and I'm still recovering um, from uh, you know the sleep deprivation and just the abuse uh, on my body. Uh, I ain't 20 anymore. I keep saying that, but you know, one day I'll you know I'll realize that and I won't uh, I won't stay up as late. Yeah. Uh, ben says Taco Bell breakfast in the U.S. Oh. Oh, I couldn't I'm imagine. In, I, I'm intrigued, though. Ponage PB says Taco Bell is a great way to, uh, if you feel constipated. <laughs> Sam Moyer's Crystal or White Castle 
uh, will outdo Taco Bell. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, when you get KFC for your kids, do you go to one of those combination KFC Taco Bells? They don't have those much anymore. They're all like they're all going their separate ways. Yeah. Oh. But you know what? Would you? I could see myself going to one of those and going, okay, I'll have a couple Taco Supremes yes, and sir. a I've done two-piece it. meal. I've done it. And then sit there crying while I'm eating it. <laughs> I, I have done that. Oh. Colonel Mustard says, chicken power bowl with no tomatoes, no Taco Bell explosions required. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like I mean, we have talked about this before because I mean that is a it's a topic that you guys love to discuss. It's uh, what you eat on the, on the road, like what yeah. you eat when you're uh, when you're playing games, um, and it's an important component of the uh, of the sport. One, you have to feel your body, and you have to be able to make sure that you're feeling okay for the commute home. Right? My body's a wonderland. Um, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> hey, by the way, mustard. I keep thinking back the last time I visited you at Full the Gap, and you took me to a Bojangles because I wanted to try Bojangles. I recall it being good. I don't know about any explosions afterwards, but I recall it being good. How does that compare to like a Taco Bell KFC kind of? We have to have a explosion rating scale. (laughs) This one's an atom bomb. (laughs) Hey guys, come on. This one's just your grenade. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate thing. Boy, oh boy. Uh, And White Castle. I mean... I, when they showed the nutritional chart, there was lots of zeros on there. <laughs> and at some point, I thought I saw the word sawdust. But yeah, that's uh, that's another bad one for you're sure. In the, you're in a nutrition deficit. Like, it's taking things out of your body. <laughs> and then Sonic. Sonic doesn't have a lot of nutrition, but they add sugar to everything. Right? And their pictures on their menus, like Denny's, are just beautiful. It's like, yes, I would like that. It's multiple colors, and it's shiny. It has whipped cream on it. But that's the worst place as well. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of explosion comments going on right now. Maybe we should shift <laughs> gears a bit. <laughs> Maybe. By the way, Joe, I wanted to mention I found out a documentary today that I had no idea existed. It's not really my bag. You might might find it. Uh, if you like Apocalypse Now, I do. it's uh, called Hearts of Darkness. It's done by uh, the director's wife. It's oh, all the, behind it, the scenes. The filming oh, yeah. of Apo- okay. Where did you find that? It's on YouTube. You can watch the entire thing for free. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, just do a search for Hearts of Darkness. I don't know anything about it. I heard a reference to it. It's a Hearts of Darkness, the filmmaker's it. apocalypse. Yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good. If you if you enjoyed the movie, you'll know all the references to it and where they things were. This um, is the end. And apparently it wasn't, I like the smell of napalm in the morning. Originally, it was, I like the smell of last night's Taco Bell in the morning. Bojangles. <laughs> Bojangles in the morning. That sounds like a radio station. Bojangles in the morning. <laughs> I'm there glad we, we don't have a lot of those restaurants up yes, here. Yes, I'm Canada. pretty happy. I would like a Golden Corral, though. That'd be really? funny. I'd go once a month. Steve Moyer says Bojangles is normally low on the bowl explosion scale. Really? Yeah. I, what we need, what we don't have is a Chipotle in our area. We oh, have no, them around Toronto. us, but yeah. not We have where a Chick-fil-A. I know, but a Chipotle, like you and I ate there in Florida last, it's healthy-ish. Yeah, that's true. Right? But the, we, we have a ton of burrito places around. Mm-hmm. Like a but it's ton. not Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, there's something about Chick-fil-A. Some of their sauces and some of their, I don't know, maybe they have 10, 11 herbs and spices. By the way, did you know, speaking of KFC, that their Twitter. (laughs) You're the only one speaking about it. KFC's Twitter only follows 11 people. Oh, really? Yeah. Spice Girls. And they're all named 
a, a herb. They're just random herb guys. And I, I think you're right. I think it's the Spice Girls that they follow. That was like um, Conan <laughs> O'Brien only followed one person, the lovely button, just randomly. And then because of that, everybody went to her, yeah, her yeah. page, right? Just some random person he decided to follow. Hmm. Doesn't, uh, doesn't the country of North Korea follow like one random person in the States? That's great. Interesting. What was his name? Trump? Trump something? KFC follows 12 people. What? Oh, maybe it's 11 herbs and then the spice. The spice. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, they follow um, they, fo- they follow Crocs, Casper, Jesse Wells, Lexi, Sudengram, Dagnica. Are you on the official KFC or are you yeah, on like Portugal other- the Man, Old Spice, TurboTax. Oh, maybe that's wrong. No, it's the following. There's 12 people they're following. They follow Crocs. Why? Maybe their used fryer oil is what makes to go into a crock. They just hard press it. All the leftover chicken giblets. Says they and follow giblets twelve people. Then KFC in Canada. Whoops. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah. You guys are lucky in this in the states, especially some of the southern states. You have some really good Mexican places. Our restaurants that are up here for Mexican are all chains, and I mean, albeit no, some, some of them are good stuff. Not as much. Like, no. when you go to, like, Chicago had some really good ones. Florida had some good ones. And, like, I'm talking, like, not the chains, just kind of out of the way yeah. proper Mexican places where you're not really sure what you're ordering, but it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. KFC Canada follows 142 people, including KFC Russia. Hmm. Where a chicken eat you. Um, this is why, if you guys are watching at home, why Josh Zubizabrikas is not in studio tonight. He says, Chipotle. Most overrated food hole ever, but it's true. It's well, it's a it's, it's a chain, and it's just burrito. It it's just a burrito shop. It is, but okay. Explain to me that every time you go there, that there's a line. There's a reason. It's yeah, not there's just a line every time I go to Tim Hortons or drive past one, because their food is good. You know what you're getting. Exactly. Consistency. Exactly. Um, most times I go to a restaurant, I already know what I'm going to order, and I go to that restaurant because I want that certain thing. I'm in the mood for a certain dish. I'll go to that restaurant. So, all right. Uh, all right. Mustard saying, I don't have a, I never had a Biscuitville. That sounds amazing. See, Biscuitville? Okay. What do they serve there? <laughs> Biscuits? I don't like biscuits. Like, I don't mind them, but like, so usually when you're served a biscuit, the food, whether it's barbecue or fried chicken that comes with it, is usually going to trump it. But yet people fill up on the biscuits. I don't... Biscuits Matt, and Matt's gravy. churning over there. Oh, it, get, man. Joe's all about the hush puppy life. Hush puppies. I go to Popeye's and get as many biscuits as I can afford. Really? Yeah. Can I kind of have a biscuit meal? A biscuit How many do you have left? <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the card. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I tried Popeye's. Their chicken is no hell. Their chicken sandwich... I don't mind Popeyes. I don't mind the chicken sandwich. I've been in <laughs> lots of different Popeyes kitchens <laughs> I before, and I can't do it. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Oh no! Don't Burger tell King. Us. Have you guys gotten the chicken nuggets that are pickle flavor yet? Yes, yeah, you we guys got had those. It. We had them. We were all right. Yeah, maybe one day before the show we'll grab some. All right. Well, we should probably end this show, ladies and gentlemen. That was one hell of an after show. That's why you guys stick around, right? What was the explosion <laughs> factor on that one? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it two booms up. <laughs> Oh, George Hay saying Biscuitville is awesome. George Hay is now wasting away in Biscuitville. Ugh. Isn't that Margaritaville? 
<laughs> Joe's rubbing off on all of us. I know. It's good, yeah. good times. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again, uh, Gavin. Yeah, it was great to be here and talk about food and bowel movements. Um, it's pretty much the sum of our 540 shows. <laughs> but you know what you're going to eat at Trivia on Wednesday night? A bowel movement? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, Happy Holden says, road food equals Pepto-Bismol. Yep. Joe, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to uh, Behind the Bunker and the, our after show, after show. Anyway, we will see everybody next week, Monday, 8.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace out. Hit that like and sub on the way out, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you guys next week.